Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Honk, 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 honk. <laughs> uh, I just got it right. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no proof of it yet. <laughs> That's not true. There's a, there's a swan on the board. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yes. Oh, the board. A very blank board. Very blank board. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very sad. Sa- it's it's the, it's the the saddest of times. It's the happiest of times. If you're Obert right now, it is. Uh, it's definitely weighing heavy on me. I texted I texted the group today. And I said, Hey, I have a meeting for work. I've, so I've been working from home for like you know whatever two and a half years now, and I haven't had to turn my camera on since like <laughs> a week into working from home. Uh, finally, <laughs> finally to turn my camera on for work. And I was like, I got to clean up this whiteboard. Um, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to erase it. And uh, a few minutes after I sent the text saying, I'm going to erase it. Tud was like belatedly like, oh, my God, no, you can't erase it. Hang up a sheet, <laughs> put something else. And I was like, I want to use the whiteboard. Take, take the whiteboard off of the wall. It's mounted to the wall. That's not. It's not coming off. This Get thing, another I, whiteboard to put mount over the new, the other whiteboard. Yeah, there I we go. I just came up with a with a great idea. Okay, too late, but I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I should have thought about this earlier. You don't live that far from your office. You could have, you know, gone into your office to your desk and done the call from there. Could have, could have, but I didn't. Um, and I used the whiteboard during the meeting for work stuff. So. Now it's a business expense. Todd loves Todd loves write-offs. If there's one thing I know about Todd, he loves him a good write-off. But not this, because you don't get to write it off because you don't have the receipt. I bought it. <laughs> That's it. I think for, in Todd's mind, it doesn't really matter the intent as much as the fact that you have the receipt. If you have the receipt, it doesn't matter what you did with it. You can write it off. Well, how are you gonna how are you gonna write it off on your taxes? You don't have the receipt to prove that you bought it. I have it. I have the receipt. Now I can write it off. As a business expense. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think I should write it off too. We should all write it off. This is what I'm talking about. Ted has the receipt, therefore he's convinced that he can do the writing off. But yeah, we got a clean slate. There's only one thing on the whiteboard and it's a swan under the name of Obert because pregame Obert got this beer exactly 100% correct. This 4.33 double IPA from Burial. I will point out Chris, and I think you you would agree. It's very convenient that Obert brought up the fact on the pregame episode that never before in the history of the pregame has somebody got one right, and all of a sudden, if they do, they get a tally mark. And he convinced it, us that we should agree with him, and we were like, eh, that I mean, it's okay, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, it, boom! It seems it very right. seems very it fishy, like he was cheated. very coincidental. But we've said that before that that pregame correct is the only way to get a tally. That's been the long-standing pregame policy. At least well, on that's this not a ta- that, That's a swan. I don't know. <laughs> yes, but now that <laughs> that's a good point, Chris. But now that we're a clean slate, clean slatesville, we're uh, we're replacing tally marks with swans when it's dead on. It also seems very fishy that like I was approaching to get like my my one tally mark back, and now it's gone. I was it's curious, like, so I sent two. I sent uh, the picture. I sent the guys the picture of the board pre erasure just so it would be in our records. And uh, I wasn't sure if Tud did the math to see where his tally, what made the cut and what didn't make the cut. <laughs> but the one, that, the one that you were close to earning back made the cut. 
It did make the cut. The Torched Earth did uh, not. Oh, okay. Well, the Torched Earth still counts as well, because I did get it right. No. You got. You were closest. Yeah. Uh, but we'll never still know. still should get the point. <laughs> we're going to ask the remembers. No one remembers what happened on the whiteboard before. That was the pre-erase <laughs> days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mind is like the whiteboard, just completely wiped. What I what I do notice is that this on is the season, board behind season you, season two of Drinking Low with Friends, where where Obert um now has like numbers written down on the board, which is very weird. I noticed that you did not include uh Jobert and Newtud and uh I don't have a funny name for Jordan. He was Sh- New Obert. That's true. Yeah, New Obert, Newtud, and Jobert Driss Driss. Yeah, we uh, don't worry. We'll we'll get them back. The I promise. So uh, I guess I will announce it here on the, that we're taking Independence Day off. We're not recording next week, and I will be gone the second week in July. But when I return, this will be unveiling of the new whiteboard creation. That it just is going to take me a couple weeks to work on. That's why I'm not going to be here because I'm going to be <laughs> so busy uh, working on the whiteboard. I won't have time to to record a podcast. Well, I will not hold my breath or get my hopes Good, up. Because it's two weeks, so <laughs> I will not, you would die. I will, not, I will not get my hopes up that you will do anything, and I think you're going to come back with literally our names and one swan driven drawn, and then the rest of it being tally marks. Hey, uh, criticize me all you want when that happens, but you got to hold it off till then. I don't want you to have to eat your words. Well, if I call you out now, it won't be. it, it will be done. This There'll is a reverse cool psychology there, so. oh, ta- that's tactic. Oh, I get you. Okay. Correct. Well, you. Maybe uh, I'll reverse reverse psychology you, and it won't be anything. <laughs> well, reverse 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 your psychology, and you know, secretly not even want it anymore. I don't know. I think that I have to give you the quintuple reverse. Mail you the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best move. If all of a sudden there was a package at my door of a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, and it's your problem now. <laughs> I mean, now truth be told, I do have a whiteboard right there. It's off camera, which but it's be very, very convenient. Away. Very it's convenient like, to have you off camera. We'll have to just ask you for the totals. It's like twenty <laughs> feet away from me too. Like it's impossible to reach. I don't have Dan Champagne arms. I can't just reach there with no, you know, without getting up out of my chair. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing that's nice about this whiteboard. Um, again, this is an audio medium, so the, the listeners just have to visualize. What used to be on the whiteboard and what is going to be on the whiteboard in the future. But uh, before we get into our beer drinking, I did want to ask, though, where I need a beer update. I wish I had a sound drop for, like, the Tud Homebrew Labyrinth Upside Down Cake IPA Extravaganza Homebrew Spectacular. With pineapple. With pineapple. (laughs) I got you. I want bourbon. Drunk, okay. Drunk George Thurgood. One, one burp, one pineapple, one cake, one beer. Uh, <laughs> the segment where Tud tells us about his, his home brewing. What's the latest? How dry is that cake? So the cake has done bed dried, and um, it's been in the beer along with the pineapple. Uh, did it, did both, it croutonify? It did very much croutonify, almost to the point where I was a little upset that it may have croutoned too much. It's just toast? It became like cake toast. Hmm. Okay. But I guess what did we expect, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, it was it was in the oven for a while. So, <laughs> but 
but it did not burn. I tasted it when it was. Did in you try toast. it? Did you try the toast cake? Yeah, yeah. It did not taste like it. It didn't taste burnt, so I'm good. Um. Would there be any use for toast cake other than putting it into a beer? Could you like use it as a Sunday topping? I could see that. I think that you would. I think <laughs> a lot, in that case, though, I think I would just do like like sugar water that's been dried out into like a like a toffee. I guess I think it's because it, it tasted very similar to like a candy. It kind of lost some of its cakey essence, but it's okay because I'm not like I think that'll be fine in the beer. I hope we're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I threw two whole pineapples. That were that had been crushed up um, and, and pureed in into the the beer as well. It's a lot of pi- lot of pineapple. What's the cake to pineapple. pineapple ratio? How much cake is there? There's uh, one and a quarter cakes. Okay, it's a lot of cake and a lot of pineapple. Uh, that's gonna be insane in a beer. I hope it comes out really good. Uh, Listen, you, I'm I'm hoping and praying. Have you tasted it yet? No. Okay. What what uh, what's the next steps? So I think the fermentation has completed. Uh, so I think later on this week, I will transfer it into a carboy, and then I will throw my, my dry hops in there. I'll let that sit for probably about a week, and then I will draw it out and put it in a keg, carb it up, and then let it, you know, let it keg condition for the next couple weeks. So it should, have, it should probably keg condition for like two weeks before the competition. Okay. So unfortunately, we won't get an update next week. But uh, I'm excited to listen to the the episode without me, where you could tell us all how it tastes, because I'm really curious. Yeah, I don't know if I'll have tasted it by then. I think so. Well, you'll transfer sure it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I will try. So as yeah, you did ask me if I had tried it. I said no. I won't try. I won't try it until I transfer it to the carboy, just because I don't want to risk infecting anything. And I th- I know I can get beer off of this off of my unit as I'm transferring to the carboy without risk of contamination right well i hope that your ratio of uh bourbon to scotch to beer is right (laughs) your ratio of pineapple to upside down to cake has been perfected you've got me a little nervous um i may stay tuned in two weeks i may i may have have i may have to try it before i transfer to a cardboard just in case it needs it needs any sweetening because as we all know, part of the rules is I can't back sweeten in secondary fermentation. Oh, so okay. I have to do everything now. Right. I think, yeah, you want to make sure that you don't need more pineapple or more cake or more hops, right? That's kind of like the three directions you can go. Well, I can, so I can dry hop. I'm allowed to dry hop. So I'm it's not true. worried about that. Mm. But if I have to sweeten more and or add like vanilla or cherries or like cherry juice or anything like that. Because I have some Marciana cherry juice too that... I could add if needed as well. But now that you're saying this, I need to try it. I need to do it before I transfer it. And that's the tough thing about having that with this in the carboys. You don't want to let any oxygen get in there. Right. But I have, so my bucket has a spigot on it. So I oh. should be able to open the spigot. It's at the bottom. So obviously. Yeah, I'll that's just... where all the, the tube is. Right. Right. All that gunk at but, the bottom. But that's, I mean, it should be fine. I mean, that's, I'm not worried about what it's going to taste like for me. But I should be able to get flavor out of that. Like the right. tube should be like what the beer is going to taste like eventually it's true but as we learned on our live show the top of the beer and the bottom of the beer can taste very different you're very true you're right my but my goal here is that i will i mean this beer is going to get like it's going to be in a keg it's going to be transported to the event so it will be shaken up a little bit in a vehicle driving yeah of course but i think the cake and the pineapple is probably settled to the bottom 
So if you do the spigot from the bottom, you're probably going to get the most cake and pineapple flavor you're going to get in the whole beer. I could always shake the bucket. <laughs> that sounds like an explosion <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> you're right. Uh, well, uh, this is all I got. So that's what I'm going to do. It'll be interesting. I'm really, I'm really curious. I love this segment. I want to hear more about the trials and tribulations of uh, Todd's homebrewing adventures. You know, they never said I couldn't serve my beer with like a side of cake, though. Mm. Can at, you put at whipped the cream event. on the glass? <laughs> well, I'm thinking like maybe like I'll take like a piece of cake and like throw it in the bottom of each pour. Interesting. Like a, like a sliver. That seems like you just bribery at that point. Like, vote for my beer, you get some cake. Maybe rim the rim the glass with cake with cake crouton, cake toast. Ooh. You're you're thinking ahead here. This is this is why I need you around over. <laughs> if there's one thing I do pretty good, it's garnishes. I gotta say, uh, in my days of drinking, I've gotten pretty good at garnishes. What what if I did like a cutout of a cake and it was like like the rim was like cake stuck to the glass. So like a cake donut that you put on the glass? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. A lemon <laughs> yeah, it would, it, or a pineapple donut. It would have to be a pineapple donut, right? Yeah. Pi- I think well, pineapple it, cake you need the donut. wedge of pineapple, too, on there. Oh, yes. Yeah. So like yes. it's a perfect circle. The, the cake is the same size as the pineapple circle. And in the middle, covering where the beer where you were drinking out of is a cherry. That way, they have to remove the cherry to drink the beer through it. <laughs> now, and then now put the we're cherry talking. back on. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's officially so a, a beer cocktail to, at that to point. Visualize that. Uh, it did. It did. I was trying to think of like. So you drink it toward in the middle of the glass, then? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I we had need to, to develop new glassware for this technology. Yes. This, uh, or this. or straws. Ooh, straws yeah. only. Pineapple straws. That's yeah, it. is the straw made out of cake too? <laughs> the, the whole the whole straw is you know how like when you do a pineapple you take the core out, right? So yeah. the whole straw is a whole pineapple. It's just a pineapple, pineapple with the whole with a hole in the middle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I'm every, thinking every like single one. you know like the like the ice luges, maybe you could do one of those out of a pineapple. Oh, there you go. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, with like, or a cake. So maybe maybe it's a cake that you the beer, the beer goes through. By the end of well, it, I was you thinking get, like, like a couple drops. Pineapple luge. First, you send down a piece of cake, so it slams in the person's mouth, and then you follow that up with beer. So the beer pushes the cake down the pineapple luge. It's like a cake dam holding the beer back that's being pushed <laughs> down the luge. I Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, and you have to play the Jaws theme music as it comes down because it's just going to be a mess by the time it gets down there. Oh, I was imagining like the that song from like the Mousetrap commercial from like the nineties. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I think is that does that wrap up the um, the one pineapple, one upside down, one cake segment? It does. <laughs> okay. Well, all that talk of home brewing sure makes me thirsty. So, who's kicking it off this week? Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, I know Obert's drinking his already perfected beer, um, and Tud just talked about his beer, so it makes me want my beer. And I have a pretty, I have a pretty fun one. I'm actually gonna let you guys. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Ooh, I love yeah. this. So I, uh, we we went out and scoped a new hated area him as a kid. I was so bad. at it. <laughs> I could never choose, so I 
ended up reading both sides of the book at the same time, and it always confused me. I never got it. Yeah, that's not how you're supposed to do it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> this is what happens when you want to make a pineapple IPA and a cake IPA at the same time. <laughs> but listen, uh, I'm an adult. I have the technology to do that now. <laughs> Back then, books did not have the technology to just, you know, no. read one way. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, now Tyler would just open a new tab and read the other <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh man! But we were we were looking at prospective towns to, that we potentially were going to buy a house in, and um, we were at one, and we saw a brewery, and of course we were like, "Well, we've never been here. We're going to go stop in." Um, so I have something from Goose and the Monkey Brew House, and it's kind of a fun, uh, a pretty good spot. Um, what really drew me in, and I'll show you guys. I'll put a picture. I think there was a picture on and Instagram. Don't know if it was mine or not, or the podcast um but the their logo here are very clearly two pokemon so the those are unknown which is a, a type of pokemon uh-huh. an, an l and a t and um and i was like i saw i saw the picture online i was like those are pokemon why are there pokemon uh, like you know so of course i go in there order a flight and i asked the lady behind the bar i'm like hey why are there unknowns like on in your logo and she's like i have no idea person and justin came over who i didn't get he's something either an owner or a brewer not sure which um and uh talked to him for a little bit about like where everything came from and he's like oh it was a marketing team thing like they came in with a couple different designs and like that was the one that everybody liked and uh and i was like okay were they meant to look like unknown and he's like you got a good eye and i was like well yeah they're exactly what (laughs) exactly what they are (laughs) um and it was just funny, like, he's like, I didn't even know they were until months afterwards. Someone was like, hey, those are unknown, like, Pokemon. And I was like, he's like, there's not many people ask me about it. And I was like, well, there you go. There. So, um, but so it's did a you really get cool... a, a JT-themed prize? Is that what letters they were? The L and T. L and T, yeah. Yeah. And he explained it to me because it's supposed to look like a goose and a monkey. The goose, I kind of get. The monkey, I don't get, but that's okay. Well, if you think abstractly they look like those but if you think concretely they definitely 100 percent are the unknowns <laughs> yeah no that's exactly what he yeah what he like said. there's not it's not like they look kind of like them like they're the exact shape yeah no i don't they, know they, what these pokemon look like i think i need they, to they're 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 basically the alphabet in unknown and, yeah they have po- like pokemon uh, phone they form. have like one for every letter in other words and then a question mark and an exclamation point um but anywho uh, it was really cool. I'm glad he stopped and talked to me. Um, it was, uh, it was, it, they have like a bunch of stuff. They had a decent amount of beer on tap. They had like uh, mixed cocktail, like kind of things with, um, you know, beer and like wine and spritzers and sh- shandies and things like that. Um, and they also had like a full coffee bar. So it's kind of like a big, big thing. Apparently they do a pizza. A lot going on there. Yeah, they yeah. also do pizza during the week, which we did not. We went on Sunday, so it wasn't uh, wasn't open. So there is a lot going on there. Um, do, and one of the coolest things. Do they do a pizza things, IPA? I don't think so. Not that I've had. Oh, no. <laughs> do, do a pizza IPA. <laughs> Listen, you said my brownie the, IPA was crazy. The brownie is <laughs> too far, but pizza, he's here for it. Pizza he's on for. Um, but one of the coolest things they did, and this is where the choose your own adventure comes in. And this is the first time I've ever seen it. I'm going to grab it for my fridge. What, what way are we going to go over? Are we going to go left or right or straight? I don't know. It looks like there's four options here. So I hold, I hold before you a four pack, uh, from them. Um, 
It's uh, they're very colorful tie-dye cans. These are 16 ounce crowlers that they sold as a four pack, which I thought cool. was really cool. Yeah. And they said you can get all the same kind. You can get whatever kinds you want, mix and match, four for 20 bucks. And I was like, hell yeah, give me, <laughs> give me some of those. Um, so here is where the choose your own adventure comes in. Two of these beers I had at the brewery. I did not check them in on Untapped because I knew I wanted to, to, to have them on the podcast. Two of these beers I did not have at the brewery. Um, but I have a New England IPA. I have a sour IPA. I have a Pilsner. And I have a Mexican lime lager. Ooh. So I want to know, which one do you guys want to hear about? Which? So can I ask? Or will you tell us? Yeah, yeah. Which ones did you have at the brewery? I, I had the New England IPA. And I had the sour IPA. Okay. That's all I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you what I th- <laughs> I'm in that case. I'm kind of leaning towards the the Mexican one because the I'm with because I'd like okay. it, I'd like it to be a new one, and the, the Pilsner I think would just be a little bland for the pod. All right. Okay. Yeah. That that sounds good to me. Boom. There it is. I I thought it was the coolest thing. I've never seen like a 16 ounce. Yeah, so, so I want to look at this a little closer. How do, where does it say what the name of the beer is on there? So uh, they, wrote it, uh, they wrote it in right there. Um, but sorry, my lights are like blinding. Uh, there it is, 369. Six, Don't know why it says 369. Maybe that's the area code for where we were. 369, um, damn near fine. Yeah, uh, it's got the logo. And then they just like every other crowler, they have like a little section to scratch it on. This is uh, Lorita's Lime. 5.2% ABV and canned yesterday. So Nice. Um, but the cans are really cool looking, or the Crowlers. Um, I thought it was really, really neat. I was like, oh, man, so cool. Something Crowler technology you know? has come so far. So far, yeah. Uh, Next thing you know, they're going to be making 12-ounce Crowlers, and Chris's mind will be blown even further. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it before. I don't know if you guys have, but. No, no. no. I am amazed. I shouldn't be this amazed. It's just a different size can, but I'm like, <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, why don't why don't more people do it? I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, like, because I paid arguably more money for obviously more beer, but like, how much is a crowler? Like, thirteen bucks, fourteen yeah, bucks, for, something for the normal Thir- thirty-two ounce crowler. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, granted, I got two of those, but I paid twenty bucks, and normally I don't buy two crowlers, so it's like, eh, you know. I, it was a it was it was a good deal. It was one a good for deal, so. one for the goose, one for the monkey. Exactly. So I'm pretty excited about uh, that. Was really cool. I enjoyed that. I know it was like the guy was like, "Oh yeah, no, we don't like we don't do it that way." Um, ooh, it smells very limey, very limey. I like this. Can um, you can you tell me the name one more time? Uh, hold on. Margarita's mix. It's <laughs> it says. Oh, maybe it's Lupita. I'm sorry. This this this. This L, it's either an L, a V, a P, no, a P, a V. Lupita's a, Lime Lager? Yes, that's it. That's it. Okay. They, they also do a Jalapeno Lime, too, which is interesting. Yeah, they didn't have that one on tap. That one I, I, I would have recognized, but um, so here we go. I haven't I haven't checked anything in on Untapped. I hadn't heard about these pl- this place before we went and looked at the area. So it was a nice little surprise, and I could be living like 15 minutes from it if everything goes right which would be really cool so um but yeah here we go lupita's lime i did not try this at the brewery very excited to try it now i like i like myself a a nice mexican lager so we'll see how it is very a lot of lime on the nose i'll give you that a lot of lime on the nose let's see 
I mean, it's good. I definitely, I'm getting like a weird, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a very sweet aftertaste, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I, w- I, I don't think I was expecting from it. Uh, I can't tell if the lime, I'm assuming it's fresh lime, but it, it, if, if you told me it was some kind of lime additive or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? It's got like that. Yeah, it's got like that aftertaste. I don't know. Something about it is just, um, it's not bad. It's not bad. Just, um, I've had better Mexican lagers. To, um, if I can channel my inner Ted Cleo, it sounds like you're describing a Bud Light Lime. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's been a while since I've had a Bud Light Lime, but, um, but like the fake lime, the like kind of sweet, like, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It, like, it's not bad. It's just not, it's not the best one I've had. And that's sad because the beer, like, the other beers I had there were pretty good. Um, like nothing, nothing blew my socks off. It's not like I was throwing out fours and four and a halves or anything. But like, um, there's definitely some, maybe some fours and a couple three seven fives that I had. This isn't gonna hit there. That's just, it just is. It is what it is. It's not bad. It's just fine. It's fine. You know, um, it looks a little. It it looks. I mean, it's a lot darker than I expected it to be. Yeah. Same. I mean. Yeah. Um. How like, how well could you dodge a car? Oh, that's a good point. That's a, you know that's a great question, Todd. That's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna forget all about it. Um, I think you could see this car a block away. Oh yeah. Oh, we got we got we got the god light going on. <laughs> yeah. Just basically. Um, so like you definitely you definitely would know that there's a car coming. Um, right. Whether or not you'd be able to dodge it because of how much it illuminates <laughs> the beer that surrounds you, um, <laughs> I don't know. But but you definitely be, know that there's a car coming towards you. Um, it's not bad. It's not the best lime lager or Mexican lager I've ever had. It's uh, honestly a little disappointing um, from the ones that I had uh, there. Uh, let's see. Where am I going to give this? So dial think- back the sweetness, dial back the lime. Honestly, if they dialed back the sweetness, it probably would do a lot for this beer. The end, the endings, the ending sweetness. If you dial that back a little bit more, it would do a lot for this beer. Because I can't tell what it is. I don't know if it's just like the, the like the 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 malt profile. Like I I can't tell. Because um, there is a point where it almost tastes like real lime, and then it gets really sweet. So it makes me feel like it's not. I don't know. I'm listen. I'm just a, a, a like a plastic plastic lime. Yeah, that you squeeze into your drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not bad. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three. I like. I was going back and forth between three, three, two, five. It's 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 really it's really not bad. It's it's just not what I was expecting. I was expecting something a little bit more crisp, a little less sweet. Um, to like you know give me like like this doesn't taste like when I think of like a Mexican lager and stuff like that. I'm like oh, lawn mowing beer. This doesn't taste like a lawn mowing beer. Not it's refreshing like just, enough. N- no, it's it's like too sweet. It leaves this weird aftertaste in your mouth. So um, I've definitely had some some better ones. So I'm glad I tried it. Uh, Goose in the Monkey Brewhouse, I will be back for sure. Uh, because like I said, some of the other ones were, 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 were pretty solid. So, um, But yeah, 3, 3.0 for me. So on a scale of, of monkey to goose. Okay. I don't like goose. Um, let me see. Well, I feel like the the honking goose indicates it's the best possible beer. Okay, okay, okay. Because normally I was thinking like goose egg is a zero, but I don't know. <laughs> but goose egg to goose honk. Of, yeah, goose egg. Goose, goose egg, egg to goose, goose honk. honk. <laughs> um, how many how many check-ins are there? <laughs> there are fifteen 
check-ins. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, God. This could go and this could be literally anywhere. Um, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to say it's, huh? Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's it. Is it like uh, half a honk? It's like, huh? It's like not quite, not quite a full honk. Definitely not a honk, honk, honk. Like, that's not right. a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, huh? on the scale of goose egg to triple honk. It's a honk. <laughs> Is it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to say, golly. Um, I don't, man. 15 is nothing. I don't think it's going to be super high. Um, it'll be higher than me for sure. Um, three, five, seven. Solid guess. Three, seven, eight. Damn, really? Uh, 15 ratings is tough. That's hard. You know, if That's you checked hard. it in as a three, you'd be pretty, you'd, your average would be a lot closer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, let, me, let me do that real quick. Yeah, you Dude, would swing three, the average. Seven, That's for sure. Three, seven, eight? No. Yeah. No. In- incorrect. I'm sorry, Untapped. I'm sorry. Hey, we were just Got talking about how everything on Untapped's higher now. So that's. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Shoot. Well. Yeah. Of those 15 ratings, five of them are fours. So. I disagree. False. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I honestly think it's like three quarter of that score. Okay. Point two one on the board. I'm right in there. I'm Leaving. right. I'm, I'm. I'm still in the game. <laughs> I'm basically lock it up. Leaving room for uh, for us to to sneak in, but uh, well, I guess I guess sneak, I will attempt sneak away. to sneak in and rip this away from Chris. Okay, what do you got for us this week? So this week I am bringing a beer from um, one of the favorites of the podcast, Alvarium, and ooh. yeah, ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> um. No, this past weekend, Alvarium celebrated their fifth year anniversary. Nice. Congratulations, Alvarium. Yes, congrats, congratulations to them. So they they brewed a beer uh, to celebrate. They brewed two beers to celebrate their fifth anniversary. Uh, one is a, they brewed Cluster Nutter as a stout and aged it in bourbon barrels for a certain amount of time. And that's called Cluster Buzzed. And I did get a bottle of that, but that's not what I'm drinking today. Uh, what I'm drinking is their beer called Five, spelled P-H-I-V-E, and it is their IPA for their fifth anniversary. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So what this is, is obviously it's a beer to celebrate the fifth year anniversary, but it is made with a hot blend called YCH303. And th- it, what the can says is this trial blend is a combination of concentrated lupulin from Yakamina Chief Cryo Hops and... Uh, and Processed with phantasm powder that has been blended to create one co-pelleted hop product. Phantasm is a groundbreaking product which is derived from the skin of New Zealand-grown Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Hmm. Um, this is wow. a vendor collab between YCH and Phantasm, um, and it's a testament to the creative boundary-pushing nature at the heart of the craft beer industry, and we here at Alvarium are proud to be part of this. So... So what this is... This is um, if Todd brewed their fifth anniversary IPA. <laughs> right. Something crazy that they'd never done before. So I was told by um listener of the pod, Taylor, that Alvarium is one of two people in the Northeast that got this hot blend. So it was Alvarium and it was Equilibrium out of New York are the only two breweries in the Northeast that received this hot blend from Yakamina Hops. So I'm excited to uh, to drink this. 
and I'm excited to share it with you guys. You know, the, the art for those listening is just a five inside of like a hop bush, kind of. It's like a hop plant. There's a few hops po- poking out from the left and the right, and it just says fifth. Yeah, it's very neat, very neat uh, can art. Is the pH supposed to represent anything other than just a different way to spell five, or...? There, I mean, alvarium is a big thing of uh, being part of the hive. So finding a way to spell five with an H is just something that they were just trying to do. Oh, gotcha. that and it's fan- it's phantasm hops. So oh, okay, I see it all tied. I'm glad I asked the question because I missed those references when you were describing it. But that's fun. And you haven't tried this one yet, right? I had it in a flight. Okay, so this is the first real real taste right i had it and it was not the first beer i had it was actually they had a a whole bunch of different um cluster nutters they had the the cluster buzzed they had um king cluster from 2020 and they had queen cluster which is like which was cluster nutter blended with some raspberry puree which was delicious and then they i needed a a fourth beer for my flight so i had five i'd already bought a four pack of this blindly so i knew i was going to try it but (laughs) That sounds like, I was like well, such a wild flight. Just so out there. It, it, it was all the beers they had on tap for their five-year anniversary. So I was, okay. I, was in on, I was in on the lot of them. Gotcha. So pouring it, um, it doesn't come across in the webcam very well. But it is lighter than your standard New England-style IPA. Um, more, of a, more of a four on the SRM scale than a, than a five or a six. Um, almost kind of like lemon-colored in person. On, a, on the webcam, it kind of looks, just looks like your standard Hazy Boy IPA. Uh, head retention is pretty good. It's kept about a quarter inch. Um, you know, mm. Light test shows that it, you know, it does light up pretty well, but it is kind of dark. I mean, if you move it from side to side, the light does move. Uh, definitely would know something was going to hit you before you got hit with it. Okay, so, so on, on that scale, you're still getting hit, but you at least like had a warning. You're like deer in the headlights kind of thing. Right, <laughs> right. Well, it's either can you dodge it? Can you at least see it's coming, or are you just completely blind? You're getting clipped, at a minimum. Right. Correct. Um, On the nose, this this smells hoppy. Um, You get a lot of mango, a lot of pineapple, a lot of just tropical deliciousness. It just smells like tropical juice in a glass. This is like, if you pictured what a perfect IPA smells like, it's this. Okay. That's good nose taste. Let's... If Yankee Candle made a... Uh, hazy IPA candle. This would be what it smells like. Yes, that or if they were like, hey, here's fruit juice, tropical yeah. fruit juice. This is what it would smell like. <laughs> what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunk or quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I can kiss and hug it, Beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Got my belly out to here. Golly, I adore it. Beer. Come on, damn it, pour it. Do it for me. Brew it for me. Feed it to me. Speed it to me. Beer. The most wonderful drink in the world. Beer. Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> All right. So it tastes a lot more mangoey than other tropical fruits. Okay. I get no pineapple, which is good because as we talked about on prior podcasts, I taste pineapple, as I've learned through this process, as a little bit more bitter and um, not as fruity as you would expect pineapple to taste. So I, so I can clearly say that that's not in here. It's got um, a little is, bit of bite that this doesn't have. Right. Um, this is definitely a lot more mango-y, uh, a little bit of orange, um, and just some undiscernible, like, tropical fruits. No, no, like, 
no bitterness at all. It's it's very very smooth, uh, crisp, clean finishes, delicious. Um, it doesn't even have like that that standard like IPA finish where you're like oh, I've had a beer like this. It's like fruit. Washes clean okay. on the palate. Nice. Yeah, yeah. This is really good. Um, it's a great beer. Uh, happy fifth anniversary, Alvarium. Holy shit! Like this is. I'm upset that they're never gonna brew this beer again. Because this is a beer where you could contend that it's maybe the best beer Alvarium's ever brewed. Like, wow. That's saying something. I love their beers. Their beers are really good. This is just better. <laughs> um, you know what? I gotta, I gotta figure out what else, what else we're looking for here. And as I said, I was gonna break this out on the podcast. Well, while you're looking at your list, I have to say that it sounds almost identical to the beer that I had on the pregame in terms of the juiciness factor, the flavors you're describing. Like, uh, for our non-patrons, it was one of the best IPAs I've had. If you want to hear more, pay a buck. But um, <laughs> very similar to what Tud's describing. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it sounds, you know, I don't have that beer to try. So I don't know. I wish I could compare them. Like, I would say, like, you know, there's no real grapefruit in here. Maybe a little passion fruit, just because it is very, like, it's got kind of like that that sweeter side of hops than than like the bitier side of like the tropical type fruits. I listen, I like it. I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give it a four seven five. Wow. It's the best beer ever. That's awesome. For Tud. Best, it's up best, there. Best beer Tud's ever had. Cheers. Can't get any better. It's basically Cheers. a five. <laughs> well listen, but listen, if I would have rated other IPAs that I've had in the past a five, then this that this would also have to be a five. So as I said, the, with did you hear all the things they're doing to these hops? <laughs> Who knows what beer's yeah, going to no, taste it's, like? It sounded sir. intense. Yeah, they but. they took ho- cryo hops and blended it with phantasm into a co-pelleted hop product. The hell does that I mean? Even, I don't even know. <laughs> it's beers like that that make me sad that you can't age IPAs. Because could like right? imagine having a five like when you could have a ten like side by side like or a ten True. <laughs> like being able to to savor this beer. And let it age. It's just a shame that hops don't do that, you know? Right. Yeah. This is, I mean, um, I I hope that they continue to, Phantasm and, and Yakamina Chief Hops, who, fun fact, are the hops for uh, my beer as well. I hope that they uh, continue to do this and things just get crazier because I can only imagine my <laughs> IPAs are going to taste like if this is what it tastes like. Because this doesn't, this is, this is like the next, the next generation of IPAs. Right. Next gen stats. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's when Untapped finally... New England IPA 3.0. Yeah. That's when uh, um, Untapped finally goes to a 10-point system. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, very low checking count. We have two low checking counts so far today. Doesn't 50, surprise me. 51 this time. So, what do you think? 51 I, people. I don't want to poison Ted's thoughts, but I, I there's so many competing factors weighing on this one. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to say that it's, it's definitely going to be lower than my rating. Um, pretty simply, I don't think it's going to be that high. Uh, my first initial thought was a four two five, just because I figured it would be low for a check in. Um, but when Obert said it was described similar to what he had, you know, part of me wants to just kind of say, you know, four point three three, and just kind of go with. <laughs> I was going to make that just make that with. joke too. It'd be like, <laughs> it sounds like the same beer, go with the same guess. The only difference, and I haven't looked at on tap, so I don't know if this is helping or not, but is the beers that you said that you had on that flight also sounded phenomenal, right? So it's like you're, the people who are checking in this beer are comparing those beers to it, you know? True. And I will tell you that this next to those beers, like, like you, you couldn't like, 
you couldn't Way discern better. this from them because they were just so overly flavorful and peanut buttery and, and aged jelly and, and, and everything. raspberry yeah. and so this kind of got lost in there where I was just like I was like oh it's a standard IPA like it's it's cool but it's not like amazing um so I think I'm going to stay with my first guess but nothing is a nothing is an even number on untapped and every time I say this I get fucked but you've, you've been point oh one off so many times <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to say 4.26. It's a 4.25. <laughs> really? No, it's, it's not. It's a 4.25. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like the fourth time this has happened to me. <laughs> it's a 4.25. Oh, my goodness. Yep, yep. I don't yep, believe wrong. you. Really? Is it a, no, really it really a 4.25? Is. It really is. You were saying 4.25, and I was trying to... I actually unplugged my headphones by accident, because I was like tw- twir- twiddling around. <laughs> I was like, please don't say four two five. Again, I just have to start guessing, like you know, the whole numbers on like, the quarters. I just, for whatever, yeah. For me, I'm just in my mind. I say untapped can't ever be that, and I think the last like three times I've lost because of that. <laughs> uh, well, you haven't lost, but not got it perfect, right? That's what I mean by losing, though. Like yeah. I should have like I should have like like seventeen swans. On Eight the board. swans on the board. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no half swans, unfortunately, on the whiteboard, as we all know. You either get a swan or a tally. There's no in-between. Now, that's funny, well, though. Well, damn. Well, that's, that's amazing. I love Alvarium. I wish I had more of their beer. Um, I, would have, I would ask you to send me this beer, but it's not a beer that would travel, you know, or age very well. It's like one you definitely want to have fresh. So. Well, that uh, and um, so, so Caitlin drank them all except for this one. She's <laughs> got the Caitlin seal of approval. So I actually, um, before this podcast, because I was like, all right, I'll drink this beer on the podcast. You know, pulling back, peeling back the kimono here. But I knew I only had one. So I actually went online and I ordered some more so I can go pick it up later this week. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, there you go. I was like, I don't want to miss out on if it's, you know, Caitlin loved it. So I was like, if at the worst, she'll drink them. But now I'm like, no, I'm going to hide these and drink them on my own. Nice. I didn't know Caitlin was that big of a juicy fan. So I, listen, me neither. Until I, I woke up on Sunday morning and I was like, "So why is there only one left?" And she was like, "They were really good." I think uh, I think Alvarium needs to get on get on this and start selling five packs of them. Oh dang! Yeah. Yes, it, that would be an, an a fifth anniversary five pack would have, of this would have been the perfect way to do this. Yeah, you done messed up. <laughs> well, now that I'm done and I did not get a perfect score, Obert. Um, you of man who got perfect scores earlier today. What are you drinking let's for your second can, beer? Let's see if I can repeat it. Oh my goodness. The first ever double perfect score. This here is a new to me, new to Montana, new to uh, Marcus Foods Brewery. And this is Equilibrium. Um, I think they're East Coast hey. based. With literally, I literally just mentioned them. Oh, you did? <laughs> they're, the, they're the only other brewery on the east coast on the, in the northeast that got this hot blend oh okay okay nice maybe this is the beer maybe um it's is that the one with einstein's head on it it is it's not it's it's not the beer oh okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> i thought it was gonna be the same thing yeah i, like, I know you set you set me up for it um so yeah somewhere out of new york again marcus foods um why you have to put stickers over all of the important information on the label like, I understand you don't want to cover the pretty art, but, like, all of the words 
are under the sticker. So why? No, the the date of the can should be on the bottom. Yeah, but the the name of the brewery or the 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 where the brewery is 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 covered by a sticker. It says Middletown. Oh, I can tell you that. New York, I guess. And then it says Think NY, Drink NY. But it's all run together, so it says Thinkany, Drinkany. <laughs> um, and it does have the the Candon date here, oh four oh five two two. So you know, getting there. It's uh, middle aged for an IPA, but it's not an old man yet. If it helps you, that's usually about how old they are when I get them in Connecticut too. It seems that they're like they they send like their overflow out into distribution. And so we get it like a like a month, month and a half past the can date. Interesting. Too. Huh. Which when we were going through our list, that's why I was like, I don't know how to properly rate them because I've never had their beer. Fresh, fresh. Like super fresh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's, so this can has a picture of Einstein on it with crazy hair. It's called MC squared. Um, it's a double IPA, 8% ABV. It's gonna be a fun night for me. But yeah, these just showed up. I mentioned I went on a beer buying hiatus before Asheville. When I got back, there was a few new additions to Montana that I had to try. And Equilibrium was one of them. Very excited to bring this to you guys on the show. Might mean a little less to those of you on the East Coast where you can find this everywhere than it does to me. But I'm still excited to share it with everybody. So here we go. Still significant hop aroma. Um, Chris, I wish you were here for this beer. Because there's one smell that I get right away, and it's bubble gummy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'll never know this flavor. You'll never know. <laughs> um, maybe it's those esters. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. That uh, Bazooka Joe. Like, I just sniffed a Bazooka Joe wrapper, pretty much, smell with this beer. Uh, solid head retention. You can see. Keeping that nice bit of... Head up there, maybe a quarter inch. Definitely yep. a little darker than Tud's beer was. Uh, if Tud's was like a four, we're probably like an eight. And uh, of course, mm. you'd be hit by this car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the light does not yeah. shine through. You're, you would turn your head and be like, what is that? But right. uh, then you'd be hit by and the car. Boom. Yep, that's it. Yeah. So excited, excited to try these guys out. I like their style um, just from the way... I saw it in the store. I was like, oh, these guys look like they make good beer. I don't know. Sometimes you just get cans that look that way. I don't know. It's just I give it a lot of props to the graphic designers who put the time in to make cool labels and cool art. So I, That's what I've seen with Equilibrium. They have a lot of cool can art. So okay. that's one thing that they're, they're pretty good at. They have one other beer that I could buy, but it was a collab. And I didn't want a collab to be the first beer of a new brewery for me on the podcast. So I was like, I'll hold off on that one. I might still bring it. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, wanted to bring this one first. So here we go, boys. Cheers to another 475, hopefully. <laughs> I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind. And sometimes it makes me feel mellow. I'm having a hard time adjusting after that pregame beer. This is why I don't usually drink before the podcast, because it throws off my palate. It's like I had a peanut butter and then a raspberry and now an IPA. Not quite that bad. <laughs> but I definitely get sour flavors in this beer, which I don't think it's supposed to be a sour IPA. 
Um, it's a weird thing to pick up on a double IPA. But the last one I had was so sweet and that oat creaminess, this is on the opposite side of that spectrum. More subdued hop flavoring. I get the hop mouthfeel and a little bit of the Pringles, as Chris calls them, on the tongue from the hops. <laughs> However, like I said, subdued fruit flavors, if anything, because of that sourness, I'm getting more of like a tartar berry or even like a pear where it's not that bright citrus taste in your mouth. It's It's got a little bit of bite to it, um, but not not in an acidic way like you would get with an orange juice, right? It's um, more earthy, definitely more on the earthy scale. Let's let's finish pouring the rest of this beer in this from this can and see if some of those hop resins were at the bottom. Ooh, a little bit of floaties, so maybe that's maybe that's what this beer was missing. Oh yeah, extra protein, swole. Look at that yeast, yeast on the bottom. Hmm, which is weird. Weird to get that in um in a beer these days. Normally, I don't see a lot of the yeast yeast settlement in cans unless it's like at the end of the canning line or something. I don't know. It's no burial. That's all I'll say so far. Definitely not a 475. <laughs> um, I'll try them again, but this wouldn't be, this isn't a must-have brewery for me. Their can art was more impressive than their beer flavoring at this point. Uh, I told you guys earlier that I usually steer away from double IPAs just because of the bitterness. It's a little too much. Maybe that's what I'm getting in here is just not enough hop flavor uh, in terms of juiciness, just a little too much bitterness and ABV, although it's only 8%, so I don't know. Not not my favorite. I don't know if I'm really underselling it, though, because the last one, like I said, was so good. I still don't think this is terrible. Yeah, it's it's still a good beer, but for a double, IP, for a double New England hazy IPA, three and a quarter is all I'm going to give this. I was oh, going to wow. give it a three and a half, but there's a lot better hazies out there that earn three and a halfs than this. So it's wow. only three and a quarter. <sighs> yeah, not for me, dog. I mean, it is it is almost three months old. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Uh, um, I wonder how much that plays into it. Because I, I, if I remember correctly, Equilibrium's pretty good. Yeah, I want to give them another shot. I do. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this just wasn't the right beer for me. Uh, I wish I wish I knew what hops were in here. Um, Let me see if I can tell you that. But I don't get much Citra or anything like that. So, it does not say. But I can tell you how many ratings it has on Untapped if you'd like. I would like that, because I think I'm ready to move on from this beer and guess what Untapped thinks about it. So, 62,613. Holy crap. Okay, so that's why you knew. <laughs> you knew what the, when you asked if it was the Einstein can, it's because they have, uh, this is one of their more popular beers. Yeah, that's like I more would, than I, mine and Tud's beard combined. I would say that <laughs> I would say that this is probably their either their their uh, most popular or second most popular beer. I don't know. It's not that good, but or if second it's, most recognized in the wild beer. But Chris thinks they're supposed to be good. It's their flagship ish beer. It's a double. People rate doubles higher just because they're doubles. So three nine zero. So um, if you would have just taken my guess from last time, you would have been right. Four two five. 426. It is a, say, 425. Okay. So this beer is the same as your beer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, that I, is a tale so of two objectively reviews. not true. So I have I have some words, and I was trying to hold back from, from giving my opinion to not sway you. I appreciate that. Your yeah. Review. So I think you have a bad can. Okay. 
Um, and it could be just because it's old. I've had equal... So this is why I have a hard time, and I had a hard time rating Equilibrium when we were doing our, our list. Because I've had really, really bad cans similar to yours from Equilibrium before. I've also had incredible cans from Equilibrium. I've also had their beer um, out of a keg, and their beer out of a keg is fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, so their canning line isn't necessarily their, optimal. Their canning seems to be inconsistent, but it also might be that their beers fall off very fast. Um, just because I've had that MC squared that looks exactly like that, and then I've also had MC squared where I rated it at four and a half. So, it, so it, wait, you've you know, you've rated it, should, it two different numbers? You're saying? I've had no. I've I'm, I've according to Untapped, I've only rated it once on Untapped, and I gave it a four and a half. But I have had, I felt the same way as you before, and this is why I don't buy them from Total Wine anymore, is that I've bought some of their cans and I'm just like, it's, it's too hit or miss. It's, it's, they're either good or they're not. I will get them when they're on tap somewhere because I know that I'm guaranteed to get a, a good beer. Right. Um, if you look at like, yeah, I'm going to show, this is more for your visual pleasure than the audience. Um, it, you know, their beer looks like a normal standard IPA. This is MC squared. But then if you if you scroll over a few times on Untapped, you get a beer that looks exactly like your beer, where it's darker and a little bit more maltier. So yeah, and you shouldn't be seeing that kind of uh, variety, you know, in the same beer. Something if right. you're gonna be this, if you're gonna distribute from New York to Montana, you should be able to make it more consistent than that. I think. Right, and they're and they're not. I mean, there you go. That's a good picture for you. Yeah, that looks like a juice bomb right there, and that's not what mine looks like. Mine looks like a like a dirty diaper bomb. Right. And so that's that's just the weird thing about them is that they're just they're so inconsistent. I don't know how I don't know how it got to Montana because I can't even get it in Connecticut fresh all the time. Yeah. So well, I would say don't rule them out. I think that if next time you're on the East Coast and you see them, I think you should give them another shot. Sure. And I did mention like I said, this hit Montana before I left before our Asheville trip. I just didn't buy it until, you know, recently. So if I had been on top of it as soon as it was in the store, maybe it'd be a different picture. I just can't see this particular can having fallen off that much. I think a little bit of it was just the canning process. And like I said, there's some there's some crud at the bottom of the glass that maybe I just got the tail end of the canning line. I don't know. But I would I would say next time if next time look at the bottom of the can and, and get one that's a little bit newer if you can. Sure. Yep. Yeah, it's always a good it's one thing we would tell our listeners. If you're buying IPAs, you want to check those dates, folks. Yep. We've learned the hard way many times. But okay, um, I was nowhere close. Chris was nowhere close. Tud, very close. Half a swan if I could such, give you one, which I bullshit. can't, unfortunately. <laughs> can't do half a swan. All I can do... Is it just because with your art, you're not capable of drawing half a swan? Oh, no. When I draw a full swan, it looks like half a swan. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is erase the point and the zero in front of your one to give you the first official tally mark of the new whiteboard, which says something. Um, True. I can also I mean, it does say that I'm better than Chris. I can also give you this honk, 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 the, the nine X honks. Um, the cadence of the honks even changed. Yeah. Did you listen <laughs> back? By the way, did you hear the honks for last week? Here's the best part. I listened and I still didn't hear the honks, so I had to really I had to rewind again, and then I heard the honks. So I had to listen to it okay, three times. Okay, because they were there. They were there, right? They were they were very lackluster. If I had to to give a critique, honk. <laughs> there you go. Better. 
better. There you go. You can get your 10th special honk for the new whiteboard. And you are a man of people, which allows you the sacred privilege of reaching into our frosty mug, reaching into our freezer and pulling out the frosty mug of wisdom to begin the, the, the sacred ritual of, of filling it up with hacks, wisdomy wisdom, life advice, Amazon products, etc. But to begin, we get our special music from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handbook. Test your handbook. Test your handbook. Test your handbook. Mug of wisdom. Thanks, Jordan. And thank you, Tud, for doing a good guess. Tud. Well, thank you. Um, who's drinking? I mean, who's filling this mug first? So I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, so I have a handle this week for an iPhone game. And I stumbled upon it randomly as I was uh, just scrolling through Reddit. And somebody had posted that a sequel to this game had come out. And people were raving about how good the original was. And so I was like, well, I'll get the original. Um, it costs $2.99. And I'll play through it and I'll see if I would like to play the sequel. And that game is Hero Emblems. So, um, I don't know if either one of you guys have played this before. I have not. Is it like Fire Emblem? You guys, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, Fire Emblem. Oh, the, the Nintendo Switch game. Yeah, I think it's just like a JRPG. Yeah, no. So this is... Um, Unrelated. Remember, remember Puzzle Quest? From way back in the day? Yes. Where you had to, like, like line up, like, three gems and, like, spin them. And kind of like... It's, like, bejeweled, essentially. But puzzles and dragons. carried a... Yeah, puzzles and dragons. There you go. Um, So, very similar to that. Except for that it's it has a lot more RPG elements. There's a map that you move around in. And you can get, like, attacked. Kind of like Pokemon as you're wandering around the map. So, you enter into random battles. Um... There's a nice little storyline to it. It seems to be a decently long game. Um, I've been playing it for a few days now, and I don't know if I'm close to the end. Um, you know, kind of your standard fantasy trope where, you know, there's a princess, she gets captured, you gotta go rescue her. But you take control of a group of four uh, party members. One's a, a warrior, one's a magician, one's a healer, and one's like a, a tank. And as you line up different symbols on the puzzle board is what it dictates which of your characters does an action. So, for the tank and for the uh, the healer, it dictates your life and your shield. And for the mage and for the, the warrior, it dictates what type of what type of attack you put in place. Um, it's pretty cool. I recommend it. It's a fun game. For $2.99, it was well worth the price. And apparently there's a Hero Emblems too, which people were also saying was a great game. But go check it out, Hero Emblems. Um, I think it's available for Android. I know it's available for iOS. Uh, we can have the Android person of the pod tell us if it's available, and I'm also going to hand the mug off to him as well. So that would be Chris. The smart one. That's what they say. Um, I don't see any hero emblems. So. Two words? Yep. Fire emblem heroes. See, that's what I was thinking of, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, apparently it's just an iOS exclusive, so um, nobody cares anymore. Well, that's okay. How, I'm going to say that like 99% of our listeners are iPhone owners, so... Nah. iPhones are for poops. Um, oh, but I, I get a feeling that you would like this game. I'll have to check it out. 
Because Chris can't. I, know that I you, think it's the I, only reason I'm going to download yeah. it is because I know that Chris can't. <laughs> so I can text you guys both all day about it. And Chris is going to be like, I don't have this game. I, I, think, I think that you would – this seems like an Obert game. When I downloaded it, I was like, Obert's going to love this, this handle. You know, I don't love the Match 3 Bejeweled style games. I'm not going to lie. But I think this is the – I think it's a little different though because you there's some strategy. It sounds involved. like so there's like, more to it. Yeah. So like if you need to heal, like you need to figure out how to like match three in a row to heal yourself, or else you're gonna die. There's potions and stuff like you can like reheal yourself, but also some some uh some enemies are immune to like being attacked by the the warrior, so you have to use magic. So there's there's a lot of nuances there's that more go into on to it. a puzzle game. You know, I have been yeah. looking for a new iPhone game, so worth for three bucks for sure. I you know. Well, I look forward to your text message saying, Todd, you were right. This is awesome. Yeah. I spend more than that on the podcast every week reviewing new beers. So <laughs> but to pay it for a handle is, uh, is well worth it. But anyway, Chris, sorry to steal your thunder here. Oh, no, that's 100% fine. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you guys a few questions. Um, first, do you feel like your showers are just like taken, like, you know, ads take up too much of your showers? Of course. Yeah, of course. No. I mean, it's terrible. I've never gotten uh, advertised while I was in the shower. Uh, man, yeah, it's you know, consider yourself lucky because that's a, an everyday occurrence for me. At least it was. Um, what if, so recently, what if like hotels had like you know like gas stations now have the TVs <laughs> with the ads in them? What yeah, if when you're yeah. showering at a hotel, there's just ads, TV ads blaring at you the whole time? That'd be terrible. Maybe be like terrible. that's what truckers have in the in their like the the rest stop gas station bathrooms that where they have the showers. <laughs> Maybe they have the I mean, I've, in there. I've stayed at some like hotels that like have like TVs like in the bathroom, but yeah, like, but they don't blare ads at you the whole time. But if right, they did, you watch like Sports Center. You watch like Sports Center while you're cleaning yourself. There you go. But if they did have See, ads, that's the same thing as watching YouTube. <laughs> if they did have ads, how would I deal with them? It's also not an everyday occurrence for me either that I'm watching you know, ESPN while cleaning myself. Yeah, but but if you could, it'd be great, right? Um, anyways, uh, so recently I've been I was a subscriber to Amazon Music, and honestly, the app is terrible. Everything is about it. Like the music selection's fine, but like the app is terrible. There's no like way to go find your downloaded music, anything like that. It's pretty bad uh, overall. So we uh, decided to sign up for. Uh, YouTube uh, Plus or YouTube Premium, whatever it is, and so number one, no ads on YouTube. Your showers. Think of all. Think of how many more videos you can fit in per cap per shower. It's 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 really just like a lifesaver. Um, but is that YouTube you also, Red that you're talking about? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, you should know the name of your handle. <laughs> it's YouTube Plus Premium. YouTube Premium. That's what it's called. I- I will say YouTube has too many different stuff. There's Red, there's Plus, apparently there's Premium, there's TV. <laughs> like, YouTube, you don't need all these brands under your umbrella. Well, the nice thing if you pay for YouTube Premium is you get uh, access to a larger uh, catalog on YouTube Music. Now, YouTube Music used to be Google Play Music, which I used to use back in the day. Um, for some reason, they branded it into YouTube. But anyways, um, it is way better than Amazon um, as far as that's concerned, uh, very, there's a lot of music that you can download is an easy way to go check your library and see like what you actually have downloaded on your freaking phone, which is like most of my issue <laughs> that I had with Amazon. Um, but there's like a good amount of content on there. Uh, I know a lot of people use other 
platforms and that's fine but this one uh works for me um so if you're thinking about if especially if you want to get rid of ads on youtube which is another thing you can bundle all that stuff together get youtube premium and you get access to the youtube music app and uh it's better than a lot of other ones that i've used in the past so uh check it out you know how much does it cost per month uh it's like 15 17 bucks for a family holy shit that's all i don't know it seems like a lot for youtube but i guess i mean i don't watch that much youtube so and i and i watch a lot of youtube so well so see different different strokes for different folks plus i mean i think i could add up to eight people but it's just me and dana right now so well i mean Um, chris no, you, no, you, kick, no, you shat on my head when yeah. I started started it. You I'll kick it. you a couple. I'll kick you a couple bucks. <laughs> no, you, you don't get it. You don't get it. Well, listen, fifteen ninety nine. It's not worth it for me. But like you know, like like one eighth of like seventeen bucks. I'm I'm into that. Like, I'm sure we could convince Obert for two dollars a month. Oh, to, yeah. to buy into YouTube. In. My my current YouTube ad blocking strategy is I use the previous handle brave the browser for ios if you go to youtube.com in brave um you can go full screen and you can play in background and you can do all the the youtube premium things but it's in the browser and it's kind of a pain in the butt to do it. it's not as easy as going into the native app so uh i'm intrigued by this this handle so, sounds like Obert and I are going to buy into your subscription with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I mean, honestly, it might not be that hard to do. I would have to ask Dana because she's the one that it's signed up under. But as, um, as somebody who subscribes to through somebody for YouTube TV, I'm um, surprised you don't have it. Yeah, you think it, they'd come it, with that? I think. Right. I think the I think the person who um, pays for the membership gets it. But uh, I don't. Oh, right. Okay. That that would make sense. Um. But yeah. So I would. Deal. You know, I'm in. I'm in for two bucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm used to this ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. 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 Maybe we'll be. Hold on. YouTube. Are you, YouTube. Turn. YouTube, turn off turn podcast. the podcast. <laughs> YouTube. Turn they, off the they podcast. They know what's happening. They know what's YouTube, happening. YouTube. Turn off the podcast. Maybe we'll do some. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll check your emails tomorrow. We'll do this after <laughs> we become wine making roommates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's all one household. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm. S- Snatching yeah, the frosty mug from the grasps of, of Chris here um, to put our, our last wisdom a bits of foam on top of this this frosty mug. Um, you know, I struggled what to do with the handle this week because I have a very specific to Northwest Montana handle that I'm going to give, but then I'm going to give the one for everybody after that. So a, a distillery near me that I've talked about before I love. Um, part of the reason I moved to Whitefish, Tud's been there. Spotted Bear Spirits. Spotted Bear Spirits has... Um, it's a great spot. Great gin, good vodka, decent um, mezcal and rum, and I think they have you know some other spirits as well, some bourbon. But I recently discovered their tonic mix, and it's basically concentrated tonic. So you can make your gin and tonics at home. You basically put a shot glass of gin, half a shot glass of this tonic syrup, some ice cubes, and fill it with club soda, and you have a gin and tonic at home. And I think this is some of the best tonic I've ever had. It's really good stuff. And one thing I love so much about it is that you can adjust 
how tonic-y you want it to be, how bubbly you want it to be, versus if you just had like a can of tonic water, right? So anyone who lives around here, local fans of the podcast, go to Spotted Bear, tell them Drinking Alone with Friends sent you, get some of their tonic mix. Uh, It's not cheap. It's like 14 bucks for like an eight ounce thing of it, but it goes a long way. I didn't realize that when I bought it. And Fridays, they have a discount. Spotted Bear for our non-Montana friends, they sell their spirits online with free shipping. Uh, I highly recommend their gin. Um, I don't recommend their peppermint schnapps because I can't drink peppermint schnapps. (laughs) But supposedly they're pretty good. Um, Check out their website. I'll put it in the show notes. What if you add too much tonic mix? Well, then you just have to add more gin and add more more club soda. No, I mean, does does it taste like... Does it become like overpowering with like tonicness? Yes, but I like that. I liked it. I like a strong tonic version. Um, it, it's it's nice. The concentrate is really good. And so I did promise a version of this handle that's more friendly to everybody. Jack Ruby is a brand that sells this similar product that you can find online. Um, I think on Amazon other places i've had their jack ruby i believe it's their grapefruit bitters or no lavender bitters i've had from them i can vouch for the company i haven't had this product but if you like if you're picking up what i'm putting down and you want to make your gin and tonics with either like just a little bit more tonic flavor i think it adds less sugar to your gin and tonic as well it's not as soda sweet as the tonic water you're going to buy in the store um get the concentrate make your own it lasts a long time in the fridge handle all right. Well, with that, thank you for listening. We'd, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. Uh, I will thank Alvarium for their five IPA. I would like to thank Goose and the Monkey Brewhouse for their Lupita's Lime Mexican-style lager. And I would like to thank Equilibrium for their MC Squared. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast.com. Please head over to Discord. Join the live conversation over there with other fans of the podcast. And head over to Patreon where for as little as $1 a month, you can subscribe and get extra bonus episodes of Drinking with Friends. Where this week, for example, you will hear that Obert got a perfect score, which is why he has a drawn swan on his new whiteboard behind him. The more we talk about this, the more you know, the more pressure we put on Chris, and that's always a good thing. It has it doesn't work. <laughs> True. True. Um, alternatively, please head over to apple podcasts and spotify and everywhere else that you get your podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review and finally please tell your friends and family people who like craft beer if you're sitting at a bar and you're getting to know some people that you never even met before be like hey you like craft beer obviously you're sitting at a uh, a brewery you know check out this cool podcast it's really the best way that you guys can help us spread the word about our podcast and with that thank you for listening my name's dud my name's chris my name's obert And if you're tricking alone, do it with friends. I was going to ask you, what if you just like used that syrup with like booze? You could do that. I was actually looking up uses for tonic and uh, it was an article (laughs) that I couldn't bring to the podcast because it was like, do you like gin and tonic? How about vodka tonic? And things like that. And it was like, what if you added lime to your gin and tonic? But way down at the bottom of the article, in the non-alcoholic section of the article, it did say to try cold brewing tonic, which 
which I thought might be an interesting take. So I haven't tried it yet. Adventurous listeners, maybe Cold Brew and Tonics for you. That's a unique mix. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, report back. Maybe I should have it on the pod. Good. Could be a pregame thing. <laughs>